Dropping Podcast in podcast is download it. Um you smart cookie. Yeah, yeah, well done. Well well done for you. And make sure you also download the other the other episodes in the, in the um Actually, Do you want to be even smarter? Yeah. Uh, this week we we watched and we're going to be chatting about Miracle, uh, the the true the 2004 true story or based on a true story um, of um, the the USA ice hockey team that goes to the 1980 uh, Winter Games on Lake Placid and wins gold against all odds and all expectations. Um, that's basically the synopsis, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Mm. Yeah. I mean, there's not really too much more to say. Um, you know, you got this this coach played by Kurt Russell, uh, Herb Brooks, who um, uh, has a different style of play. It's more based on like this the, this team chemistry, kind of taking cues from from different leagues and different different styles of play. Um, is is met with um, a bit of opposition early on, but then he molds these kids, molds these players um, who are one of the last teams to be um, uh, to be amateurs to playing in the uh, in in the Olympics. And goes through and wins the gold, but most importantly, uh, depicted by this movie, is beating the apparently unbeatable uh, USSR team. How's Those it going, damn Jack? You're the damn Those Russian. Damn, every time. Every time. Every goddamn time. Uh, you know the thing about Russia is that they're still a problem, <laughs> kind of in the in the world of politics. And um, what about in the world of hockey? I don't know the world of hockey. I think Canada's the problem now. Mm. Um, probably a slightly different movie if it's just a battle to beat Canada as opposed to... Yeah, where was Canada? There was talk the of Sweden, there was talk of USSR, like America, obviously, there was talk of them. Um, but yeah. there, wasn't, there wasn't talk of Canada. I thought Canada was a thing. Yeah, good point. Yeah, I mean, I thought Canadians lived, breathed um, poutine and ice hockey. Obviously. I thought that was it. Yeah, yeah. Um, may- maybe it's just a recent thing. Mm. I don't know. Um, so, well, I mean, yeah, what we're, what we're talking about that in, like, context of the time, um, I like the way this movie starts with a big old Cold War montage. Like, it's like fantastic, covering the 60s. I mean, usually these sports movies start with, you know, they're based in small towns or, you know, it kind of gives you a context. This does give us context, but it spans two decades of American politics or and, and social social issues, you know, covering such great things like um, America Gets Disco Fever and uh, the streaking craze and, of course, the death of Elvis. Um, were those points essential to my viewing of the movie? Not even a little bit. Did I enjoy it? Yes. I um, had no idea that there'd be such a montage and I loved it, actually. It's really... <laughs> I I liked it in, a, in a, like an entertaining way, but I found it quite interesting as well. I thought it was really well done. Mm. Unlike you, though, I think it was quite important. The um, death of Elvis, <laughs> the, st- the, the streaking craze, um, America gets disco ev- fever. <laughs> everything links back to <laughs> disco fever. Uh, uh, if you if you go back far enough, okay. Um, so let me like, no, so, I mean, I've, gone I've gone too quick. I've gone too far. Gone too far. What do you think of this movie? Uh, what's your one sentence? Um, extremely smaltzy, mm-hmm. but I'm gonna forgive that. I enjoyed it. No, good, 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 good. What about you? I think this is a perfect example of how you can have the formula just right, but it just doesn't doesn't pull off. So I, I mean, it was right, a okay. bad movie. I just didn't think like it, it was like, and we've talked about like you know the stereotypical sport movie. We've you know we've watched and talked about stereotypical sport movies. This is one of them, but I just don't think it's that good. Um, I I will 
go out on a limb and say that my my alternate title for this movie is Flaccid on Lake Placid. You're all very welcome. You there, mate? Yep, I'm here, unlike the rest of our listeners who may have just switched off. Um, <laughs> no, joking, that, that was good bands. Um, okay, right, well, that's it. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I... Um, it is very smaltzy, um, mm-hmm. and, I've, and I've written here. It's it's very very classic. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mm-hmm. it's made by Disney, and you can tell. Yeah. Um, but I thought they got the emotions right, mm-hmm. and I thought that they, I thought that the character of her Brooks was interesting enough. Um, yeah, well, he was the. I, mean, I guess the movie's written around him. He he's the only character you really get to focus on. The 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 confusing names of of the um, American pal- players like O'Callaghan and McClellan and confused me too much. I couldn't follow who was who, and they're all it's because looking, they're all from Boston and they all look exactly Irish the same. They all, they all speak exactly <laughs> the same, so I couldn't really distinguish them enough. And they're in you know they're in skate gear most of the time. So he was Kurt Russell was the only character um, who I or actually let, let me, Kurt Russell um, really held the movie together, but mm. the character who I was obsessed with. Um, throughout Obsessed. this was uh, Patty Brooks, uh, Herb Brooks's wife, played by Patricia Clarkson. Because I feel like I can't be the only one who picked up on this, she was absolutely, most definitely, a Cold War spy. <laughs> okay, keep going. Um, keep okay, going. I mean, it's subtle at first. It's subtle at first. So they have um, they, they have their uh, their fancy dress party. You know, she's wearing red. I don't think too much of it. As we get more into it, she's the one always in her in his ear, telling him like. You know, to take a break, and like he doesn't like him coaching, and they need to talk about it more or less kind of thing. And as we get more and more into it, like weird stuff, like whenever he's on the phone with her, there's like weird USSR, um, US shit on TV, or like you know, it's it's always at important times when there's like um, Cold War politics are, are being discussed. It's like okay, like she just knew that they were on. That seems a yeah. bit weird. She she wasn't she wasn't home on Christmas night when he comes home. Heap Soviet thing to do. And um and and right at the end, you know, when he gets to the finals, like that, she you know talks to him about how there's no shame in losing before he's about to play, possibly the most important game of his coaching career. I'm pretty sure she was a Soviet spy. There's there's no other explanation for her character. I um that movie is better than the movie that we watched. <laughs> <laughs> I can see why you didn't like this now because in your head you're like I've got the much better movie. <laughs> There's a much better movie here and it's not Herb Brooks, it's Patty Brooks. <laughs> yeah, so um so that's like I so I I was fixated on her. Um but um but yeah Kurt Russell really held it all together. He um his his character was interesting. Um I like him. I think I've mentioned this in the past is that when we like focus on um, on coaches, the the really important trait of a of a sports movie coach is their anti bureaucracy and anti admin. They they don't even <laughs> care about they don't care about your paperwork, man. They don't care about like yeah, yeah. his um you know like selection by by committee. He doesn't care about that. You know he gets me. He understands me. And I understand him. We get on great. He um he shat all over the system, didn't he? He does. He, he does. He he just, he I don't have time for that, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to win it, win gold. I'm trying to win gold like Placid. What I liked about him in a in a way mm. is that he was completely uncharismatic. Mm-mm-mm. And um, and I think and that's part of his really character as well. Him. I think that's yeah, really part of his that character. Yeah, a part of his essence. He was a huge introvert. Mm-hmm. Um to the point where he says like if you want a friend, you go see um like coach Craig or Doc. Like you don't 
Yeah. Like, I, like, I'm your coach, not your mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which I did think of you because that's your mentality towards coaching. Yeah, yeah. You want someone who's he's gonna, coach, he's gonna whip me in shape. Yeah, yeah, of course. Whip you in shape. And, and, um, and it's funny you say that as well because the one, the, I think the one scene that I was supposed to get a response from but I didn't is when um, he was whipping them after the uh, the Norway game. Um, they yep. played a really bad game against Norway. Um, they were like messing about. Um, we're on the we're on, they were second lines were on the bench. And they were talking about girls on the other side of the, the stadium or whatever. And so when the Norway team leaves after a tie. Um, he keeps them on the ice and makes them do equivalent of laps. What do they, what do we, call yeah. them? we call them laps? Lines. lines. He makes them do lines. Um, makes, makes them do lines of ice um, uh, and until, until after the light goes out um, and then you know, makes them do it in the dark. I'm supposed to be like, you know, oh, he's a real prick or something like that. But it's like, no, I had no problem with that scene. I was like, okay, this makes sense. Yeah, they, they played a bad game. Okay, this makes sense. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. They, they, good. Good coaching. Sensible. Sensible coaching. Sens- sensible coaching. Sensible, sensible coaching. coaching. Yeah. What was um, I found a bit contradictory, um, mm. or maybe this was the appeal of this um, Herb Brooks character in real mm. life was he says I'm your coach, not your mate, and then mm. he he punishes them really, really harshly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then at Christmas, everyone's joking about it, and everybody loves him like he is their friend. Yeah, that is. Maybe that's like because they've had like four months of training now, so they have kind of won him, won him over. Maybe that's kind of. Yeah, yeah. I noticed that as well. And there was parts where he's like really friendly, yeah, towards them. But at the same time, he left Christmas quite early. He gets his present, and then he's like, "No, nah, I'm out of here, peace." Um, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, Kurt Russell is just so damn charismatic. It was like even when he leaves, it's like, oh, you know. You you think the. The the power or the charisma of Kurt Russell was a little. Um, I mean, able to infuse into this Herb Brooks, who's this extremely introverted character. His acting was very very good, and he was he was believable, and he was very good in this. But um, Kurt Russell is just too cool, man. He's just too cool. (laughs) Um, But but also on on Herb Brooks, before we move on as well, um, what do you think about the way he like? kind of did like mind like mind fuck players as well like you know by getting this other guy in and then dropping him off again and then like threatening him to like to, to you know I mean I think it was um, Rizzo like the, the captain the team captain he's like I will send you home you know like if you start getting goals like what do you think of that? Uh, in the sense of if, if it was done to me I'd hate it <laughs> yeah. I, I hate stuff like that mm-hmm. I would prefer someone um, who's uh I just like someone who's honest, Dale. Yeah, yeah. Just honest, you yeah, know. Yeah. Like I, I particularly don't respond well to that. Mm-hmm. That said, mm-hmm. I, if I was the coach, I can see the pleasure in doing that <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> um, I think it's a power thing, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, that's how mm-hmm. I interpret it. What about you? Oh, yeah. Just, I mean, the, the, the scene where, I mean, the scene that they kind of, arc where yeah he had this I forget the name of the the player who he got in you know like six months into training who was competing for everyone else's spot and you know you don't know whether he's just doing it to mess with players you don't know if he's seriously this guy's going to get a run you know all it took with them was to say oh we're a family how why you bring this new guy in for him to change his mind so it kind of like really gave me this like wow he's just fucking with their brains like yeah you know that that's not a uh, maybe it is I mean they, they won gold so you know whatever but it doesn't seem like a, a positive thing to do going into something that needs such like mental um, strength you know like the Olympics and, and, and this sort of pressure that he's putting them through so um, yeah. yeah actually the more I think of it I think why I like this movie is the character of Herb Brooks mm-hmm. because he's he's a lot of contradictions mm-hmm. but I 
it didn't feel like it was inconsistent. Uh, it just felt like he was complex. So, yeah, as yeah. I was saying, he's an extreme introvert. Like mm-hmm. The first thing that happens after they win is he has to rush off and be by himself. Mm-hmm. He, do- he doesn't want to celebrate with everybody. Mm-hmm. But yet, th- he has this really, really strong team mantra. Mm-hmm. And everyone has to be a part of a team. Mm-hmm. And- but that, that was more about winning, though. That was just more... That wasn't like... He was not like a... I don't think his team mantra being part of a team was so much um, his philosophy as much as it is this is only a way we're going to win like playing as a team not basing your um the the, the team as we have in the past is, is how we're yeah. going to beat ussr yeah but it was a i means. mean yes but he, he does things like he he fucks with players heads mm. and he says that he's not their friend he's their coach but mm. then in a scene with his wife the soviet spy mm. um <laughs> Actually, with thinking of her as a Soviet spy, this might take on a different meaning. He's there, he's there saying that like what he wants is for these 20 men mm-hmm. or young boys to mm-hmm. look back on this when they're men. So, he, he does care about them mm-hmm. at the same time. So, it's not all about him. Mm-hmm. Um, he does have this affection for these people, but he's very happy to use them and fuck with their brains mm-hmm. at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's, quite, he's quite an interesting character. Mm. Do you think he was using them for um for his own to achieve his own glory that he missed in the um uh, Olympics before that? I forget what you Well they definitely allude to that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Um and I having done some research, her books in real that's what they changed from the movie in real compared to real life, is that Herb Brooks did get cut from the nineteen sixties squad. Mm-hmm. But he was just then in the 64 and 68 squad. In fact, he was the captain in 68. So so they just didn't mention that in the Disney version. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, maybe that's the intrigue of Herb Brooks is he's kind of what are his motivations Mm -hmm. exactly. But I... I interpreted them to be wholesome. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was almost like one of those movies where... You're looking back at the past and now what is accepted, um, having good team play and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking back at an era when that wasn't quite the focus. And so you're kind of looking at it through the gate, the, the eyes of like, they were so stupid back then. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and he's kind of brought in this pioneering way of doing things, um, which is now very much the norm. Like a lot of international soccer teams do essentially what he did and that mm. is fill their squad with guys from two teams uh, guys from players from two teams predominantly because mm-hmm. they'll have that chemistry right, right and that's right. what he did with uh what was it boston and mm-hmm. one of those other cold uh, yeah, states Ma- in america yeah, yeah. that's what i found yeah, really so- really weird as well like so what did you think of his closing monologue did you take much attention to that so can you remind me what he said? Okay, well, I mean, so, I mean, the funny thing about this movie is it didn't, it wasn't about, I mean, it was a lot about a lot of things, but the actual sport and game side of things wasn't about winning gold uh, at Lake Placid. It was about beating, beating the USSR in a, in a, like, a pool heat. Because I didn't, well, it was the semi-final. Was it the semi? It was, this, my interpretation of it was it was the semi, but... I, like you, I'm assuming, I actually didn't... Re- I thought the Soviet was the gold medal game. Mm-hmm. And then, like, so much pressure for it. And then, they're all prancing mm-hmm. around and then they're like, and then next week they beat Finland in the gold medal game. I'm yeah. like, what? That wasn't even the gold medal yeah. game. It was really weird for that. And so I think to, to cover for that, 
Um, so, so firstly, there was this yeah, kind of this weird, like, oh, all right, we won one game, which we needed to do a couple more before we actually get a medal. Um, so after that, cover for that, there was a um, uh, a monologue by um, by Herb Brooks, or by Russell as Herb Brooks, um, talking about, um, you know, what it meant. And, and he kind of goes on, on some stuff about, you know, like, they, America needed this. America needed this too. Um, you know, to to be great again, to feel you know, to feel good about themselves, like as if America was you know a really bad place at the, the, the time. But also, he and said that's what that took- montage at the start of the movie was trying to get across, right. rather than disco fever. Yeah, um, and 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 don't forget the uh, streaking craze and the um, streaking craze. But he also mentions to I took a bunch of players from different backgrounds. And I was like, no, you took no. you took a bunch of guys who were their average age was twenty two, a bunch of white guys who were all the same, <laughs> the same age, both university or all university educated, um, from basically two different schools, who kind of all looked the same and had the same haircut, and, and then all went on to get the same job as a motivational speaker or in banking or something. So they, I don't know why why sports movies that are based on true stories feel the need to tell me what these athletes did. After, after they finished this, because it was either motivational speaker or like senior VP for financial equity sales uh, for uh, Commerce Limited Incorporated. Like, like I don't, I don't care. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I, I found it a little bit interesting when they show them stories, and it's like this guy went on to be like, you know, like a coach for a professional team, or you know, this guy's coaching like the the university women's league or something like that or the women's team um I, but I don't, I don't care if he's selling insurance like what the, what the fuck you like and that's what I found kind of weird is like I guess moving on to other characters like it was it was it was her Brooks it was Patty Brooks the spy and then it was just a bunch of players who were just like one mess of characters <laughs> what I did appreciate about um the where are they now kind of thing mm-hmm. is Senior VP is the most eighties job title I can think of. <laughs> what the fuck is a senior VP? No, oh, I, don't, I don't know I what, don't what it know, does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I know I've never met one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, that that made me chuckle. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, in terms of the the players, they try to create thing something with um, one of the players and his dad, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that I called him one of those players kind of really <laughs> your point instead of creating my own, mm-hmm. but. Um, when they cut the guy with the mo, mm. who again I can't remember his name, reaffirming your point, mm-hmm. but I, I felt a bit. I felt for him. Like mm-hmm. I, I felt as though I'd seen guy with the mo enough to be like, ah, shit, yeah, that yeah. sucks. I think he had a memorable face. That's probably it because he just didn't yeah, have like we didn't have a mullet. They, like we need to give him a mustache. People remember him. Um, Actually, because I was there thinking, it, you're right. That's why I remembered him because mm-hmm. he had a mustache. I thought hockey was the the sport of beards. I'm like, they, they, there was no beard in sight. I felt a bit cheated. I was like, "What the fuck?" Maybe it's that '80s thing. Maybe we need. Maybe we call up a um, uh, friend of the podcast, Matt Ham, um, who was also on our episode five or six Four. Slapshot. Uh, if you haven't listened to it, go back and download. It's terrific. Um, and maybe he can <laughs> shed some light on that. Yeah, I, I, maybe the Canadians only got involved with ice hockey when beards came. <laughs> And they are fucking smart for it. Well done, Canada. Well, well done. It's cold. You got a beard. Um, <laughs> I couldn't help but compare this to an old favourite of yours. Um, that was also made by Disney. That we've also talked about. It's also a sports movie. No, it's not Toy Story. It's Jamaica. Cool Runnings. Um, yeah. And I first want to hear what you think about it. If you can make that comparison, um, but I think that represents a fundamental flaw with this movie. Um, there's a difference between the two. 
Um, but yeah, did you make that connection? Um, in terms of the emotional pitch, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. that was the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, you could tell this was made by Disney, and you can tell that Cool Runnings was made by Disney mm-hmm. too. Um, it touches on t- it touches on things, it, but it's more schmaltzy than it is smart or particularly powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why when you started saying it, I was like, "Oh, he's talking about Cool Runnings." Mm-hmm. But um, so what, I don't know what floor you're talking well, about. Well, I think that um, I don't know. I, th- I think like maybe like like I said, I'm. I think the um, the formula in in this movie was perfect. Um, but I don't think it was pitched at the right audience. This is like a kids' movie, but I don't know if kids can connect with this. Like, mm. like where's Sunker? Yeah, this like, is where, where, Where's movie. Sunker? Yeah, there was no Sunker. There, well, maybe it was the guy with the mo, and they cut him. That's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's why I was like, "Don't cut Sunker, man." He's gonna be egg. wacky. He's gonna kiss the egg. Yeah. So that's what I think yeah. the problem with this movie was. It was made by Disney. It's made Disney can't help but make things that are. Like you're not going to go see this like with your mates, really. Like it's kind of a bit too. It's like you know, G-rated, kind of. You know, Unless it, it doesn't have the grit the, that I like from the lost sports movies. It was a kids movie. I just don't know if kids could connect to it because I mean, it's not Mighty Ducks. It's you know, it's, Cool Runnings had a lot of like fun things in it that people could connect to. This was trying to do a serious movie, but it was had that Disney edge, which really kind of made it a little um, a little bland for me. I reckon that this movie is pitched at people, guys who are around 14, 15. So they're, oh. they're, like, they're like kids, but they'd look up to the hockey players and they'd be like heaps stoked that there was a fight at the beginning kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, or conversely, mm-hmm. dudes who are around 45, 50 who mm-hmm. remember the Miracle on Ice well, very, very that's well. That's what I think as well. Yeah, but that would have been yeah. better if this was kind of pitched at their age group. It was kind of funny because I think they were quite heavy handed in introducing the players like I'm so and so from so and so and I'm and I'm this guy it's like that would have been wicked if you you know you, you if you watched the um, the miracle at Blank Placid and you remember those players and you remember that happening you can be like oh holy shit like uh, Jack O'Callaghan and Rob McClallahan um, and, <laughs> and that Rizzo guy like you remember their name so they made like a lot of they put a lot of effort and they, they very clearly stated who those players were um, but it made nothing to me. I thought that entire I'm Jim Craig from Boston, Boston. or whatever <laughs> uh, <laughs> was purely so that they later on they could go, I'm Jim Craig from the United States of America. Mm. You have that kind of like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. We're, we're in this together. Mm-hmm. We're in this together. That, mm-hmm. that kind of um, that I mean, kind the, of the, team, the team mentality of this movie is something that... It's, it's subtle in a lot of sport movies, but I think it's very overt in this. And, and it's, I mean, it's an, it's an important mm. thing. I think it was yeah. well done. Yeah. Well done, guys. Yeah. I Again, going back to Herb Brooks, maybe mm. all I like about this movie is Herb Brooks. Mm-hmm. I, similar to what we've said in previous podcasts where with Rocky tactics, I don't mm-hmm. know about boxing, but the mm-hmm. tactics that they talk about mm-hmm. make sense. And mm-hmm. therefore, I feel as though I'm in on it. Mm-hmm. It's exactly the same here again. Like, they were talking tactics, and I was like, yeah, it does make sense. You need to be fitter than them. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it does make sense. You need to blend their style with another mm-hmm. style to give them a style that they've never they've never seen before. Mm-hmm. That, that that made sense to me. And when he gave the speech um, before the game, mm-hmm. it wasn't overly smaltzy. In fact, it was quite realistic. It was like, look, we could 
play these guys 10 times and they're going to beat us nine, mm-hmm. but tonight we're the greatest team. Mm-hmm. You have to go out there and believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt realistic in a completely unrealistic way, mm-hmm. if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, yeah, I do what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something um, I quite enjoy. Mm. Something else I'm starting to pick up on slightly in sports movies mm-hmm. is it's almost like the writer is acknowledging the cliche of sentimental speeches. <laughs> Um, and again, there's a point in this speech. It's almost like where, you need a narrator to be like, whoa, 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 everyone sharp a minute. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a point in there where Herb Brooks goes, look, I'm not, I'm not good at sentimental speeches. That's becoming a cliche now, I'm realizing. Like, you, you either have to give the sentimental speech or you feel as though you have to say, I'm not good at sentimental speeches. Because they know that yeah, they're supposed to at this point. Yeah. Something you might be psyched on mm-hmm. is um, plaid pants in a suit. <laughs> I didn't get sick of it, and no, well, I I went to the extent of looking like I went to look at some of the like I w- looked at Rizzo's. You know how Rizzo does that dance, like he, when he scores that f- the fourth goal, it puts him in front, and he does his little yeah. dance. I looked up like his game winning goal on YouTube, and it's basically scene for scene, down yeah. to Kurt Russell's or Herb Brooks's outfit is exactly the same as caught on like he was wearing on the day. It's brilliant. That's, that's fucking amazing. Mm. Well, it's funny because after watching this movie, like, uh, I work in an office and mm. you go into work and you're just like, suits are so fucking boring now. How are you? Clap with a turtleneck. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, man, I wish I could do that without, you know, be, and be taken seriously at the same time. That That's basically what I want. I want a world where I can wear a turtleneck and a plaid pants and be taken seriously at work. <laughs> you just need the jacket um, to pull it all together. You just need the jacket. Um, and something else I, I quite liked is how Team USA, um, they scored a few of the goals through sneaky line changes. Oh, so, okay. doing the line changes and then having that guy um, who isn't being marked being the dude who gets the puck and then scores the goal. Mm. Um, I love watching AFL live and watching dudes run oh, oh, like, yeah, yeah, on the dude. interchange. <laughs> Because you watch it on TV and you're like, how on earth did that guy get so open? Mm. But it's nine times out of ten, it's because he's run just straight off the bench. Yeah, yeah. He's run straight off the bench. Something that I would like to talk about, Jack, um, okay. that I'm sure you've experienced in your sporting career, and I've experienced in my sporting <laughs> career. Lucrative sporting career. Sporting is- career. I like how you've described that I had a sporting career. A, a couple of centuries and a burrito, a free burrito. <laughs> like a sporting <laughs> career. Uh, let's anyway. not forget your most improved umpire award. Thank oh, you very much. Oh, sorry. Sorry, that um, tips it over. Coach yeah. um, Craig, Craig Patrick, assistant coach. I'm going to call this, this segment anatomy of assistant coach and what makes a good mm, assistant okay. coach because this right. guy, he sat there, he blew a whistle, he looked really sad, but I didn't feel sorry for him at all. I assume being a good assistant coach is exactly the same as being a, a really good senior vice president. Uh, <laughs> exactly the same skill set. Just just rock up and smile just be when you there. have to and just, frown when you have to. Yeah, yeah. And that's pretty much it. Um, but yeah, but he, but he's the best of both worlds. Lucky dude is that he gets to, you know, share in the joy of the win. And, yeah. Um, that is, this comes from... Herb Brooks punishing him, punishing him. So he's a part of the punishment coaching team. Yeah. But he also gets to be best mates. Everyone, hey, it's cool. It's cool, Craig. Hey, cool, Craig. Yeah, you're right. Cool, he's Craig. Hey, best. cool, Craig. Yeah, yeah. He's liked, but doesn't have to do any of the hard work. Yeah, yeah. He just, he just blows a whistle. He just blows a whistle. And, yeah, he, right. and and they give him a whistle for Christmas. Like, hey, <laughs> blow it more, dude. So on the vein of coaches, um, and maybe... Um, 
you may have appreciated this because mm-hmm. you were watching this with, under the under the uh, the guise of Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy kind of <laughs> thing going on. <laughs> the USSR coach. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, that was my reaction. I loved him. I loved him and his bushy eyebrows and his and his look at the end. The weird relationship between Herb and and him as well. Like yeah. they don't speak. Yeah. They look at each other and give each other a nod. Like it was so like what. <laughs> And then at the end when he like looks over and he's just completely done. And I, I believed it. He, I believed that that guy had no idea what to do in a close game because it's never happened to him. He's like, you know that my team just wins usually. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah no, no. And, it, and again, going back to that, like, it felt realistic even though it's probably not. Like all the Americans getting excited because they're like, he's not pulling the goalie. He doesn't know what to do. He doesn't know what to do. <laughs> It's like, yeah, they're so used to winning. It makes sense, even though I'm sure, you know, being a professional coach, he would know when to pull the goalie at the appropriate time. But before we go, you got some nug, you got some nug action for me. Whew, we, we've got we've got some nugs here, man. Good, get good, get good. ready. All right, right, right. Um, I'm ready. I'm, I'll hold on to my seat. From smallest to biggest nug. All right, right. Um, I don't usually order my nugs, but here we go. <laughs> um, so the director mm-hmm. and uh, that amorphous mass of players whose names we couldn't remember um they were all hockey players and his logic was it's easier to teach someone to act than it is to teach an actor to play ice hockey wow yeah and i thought that's such a fucking cool thing to do gavin Mm. o'connor um even if that wasn't his reasoning that's a great fucking explanation i loved it um (laughs) but it's so like discredits acting so much it's just like it's just like you I can't teach Johnny Depp to skate. The fuck? Well, actually, that's the thing. Um, uh, going back to um, our episode on Slapshot, download, listener, if you haven't already, um, didn't, like, Paul Newman didn't, you barely see him skate in the whole movie because you can't, you can't teach the dude to, to skate despite his parents owning a sports shop when he was growing up. Yeah, well, I mean, the scenes did feel quite realistic, I guess, so... Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, that's something I've written down here, the one, the one note that I didn't touch on is, yeah, the, um, the actual... Um, footage of of hockey is really really fun to watch and I mean I think this movie was meant to be about her Brooks more than anyone else so I think it's a smart decision Mm. Um, and he also said that um, as it was always Kurt Russell like Mm. they didn't offer it to anyone else he wanted it to be Kurt Russell because Kurt Russell um, played hockey was good at sports and mm. was passionate about sports. They wanted mm. someone who liked sports. Like they weren't just going to get Johnny Depp for this role. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I found quite cool. Mm-hmm. Do you think um, Kurt Russell's um, love for sport came across in this? Um, but I think it was restricted. I by thought the he was perfect. Yeah, I, I think thought it, he was perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so. I think he was a little too charismatic, but yeah, that's cool. <laughs> you, you, well, you, if you if you're infatuated with Kurt Russell already, wait until you hear this. All right, what do you got? Right, so uh, a part of the movie, they go to the uh, commercials that are, were showing during um, the actual coverage of the Miracle on Ice in 1980 okay. um, on NBC, and it was Bo Jackson with his Cokes. That famous was it Coke? Oh yeah, yeah, and he Coke. throws like the towel or the sh- or the jumper or something to a kid, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, it's quite a famous ad in mm. America. Yeah. So much so we even know about it. Mm. Um, another ad that actually ran during um, 
the game mm-hmm. was a ad for the TV mo- movie of Elvis Presley, where Kurt Russell played Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why he insisted on putting uh, the death of Elvis in the uh, opening montage? It could be. It could be. <laughs> it was like um, part, part of a part of a deal to like. Uh, I guess it was much later. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Kurt Russell's full circle with Miracle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and here's the biggest nug, Dale. This All is right. my, one of my favorite nugs, and I'm your glad favorite that nug you... of Poke High. I I just think it's. It's so neat. And actually, as soon as you said about um, Paddy Brooks being a Soviet spy, I was like, oh, okay, this is, it's, it's gotten slightly better. All right. Um, they shot uh, the match between the USSR and mm-hmm. um, Team USA mm-hmm. for the movie. They shot it in uh, Vancouver right. uh, at the P&E Agrodome. Okay. That is exactly where they shot Rocky IV, Dolph Lundgren versus Rocky. No! No, no, no! That's amazing! Yes, yes, yes. If you want to make a movie about Americans <laughs> Cold War politics and beating sport. Russians, you go to Vancouver. We need to go, go to, to Vancouver, Vancouver dude! <laughs> Holy moly! So I can assume that if you, can, if you live in Vancouver and you see... Uh, Filming going on near you. <laughs> you can assume it, it's a Cold War thriller. It's a Cold War thriller. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I that, love that. That is yeah, the yeah. nug. That is the nug. The Nugsville um, nugs. God I don't damn. know where Paddy Brooks fits into all of this. Um, being the Tinker Tailor soldier spy. But <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a there's a bit of a nug for you, and I I like to think that they chose it deliberately. That's yeah, I hope so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I'll watch it again and I'll see if there's a little like tip of the hat to to Rocky Four that, that I missed. <laughs> well, actually, in the director's cut version, Herb Brooks started to talk about if he could change. <laughs> <laughs> and we can just- all change, and if we can all leave, this has been Park Hire. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, I'll let slip. It'll be Friday Night Lights. So um, join us then. Thanks, guys. See you, guys. Skill is blunted. Well, uh, perhaps they might advance that as an excuse for what happened out there today. Not with me, they don't. I think it was a very poor performance. One of the worst things I have ever seen done on a cricket field. Good night.